and tell you what the alien agenda is. And it's going to sound very familiar. The alien agenda is the complete takeover of this planet, the killing off of five, six to seven eighths of the world's population by the year 2029. So when the Satanists drink the blood, they actually get like a chemical, you know, a high, like a drug high. The whole blood drinking ceremony of the Satanic world. Wall Street, the Illuminati, and 35 million people literally marching toward the brink of starvation and now compound that with COVID. We are symbols of American resistance that they hate more than anybody. They've been unable to President destroy and kill by the grace of God. And welcome to Apocalypse Live Podcast. Very happy to be with you guys tonight. And I got a handful, handful of things I want to talk about. Well, not a handful. A couple things. A couple things all across the board. There's really no real trajectory of today's show. I got things to talk about all the way from woke culture, woke Hollywood. Well, not so much woke Hollywood. Definitely woke culture, woke society. We'll get into a little bit about like what wokeism even is, if you don't know by now, and how it affects or infects the rest of the world, the rest of uh, social society. So. We'll get into that. A little bit of Joe Biden. And uh, hell, we'll even get into uh, a little bit of Kanye West. Why not? Why the fuck not, right? I've avoided that topic. So let's... Uh, let's go ahead and jump straight into it. I have avoided the Kanye West topic. But not for any particular reason. Um, I just don't... I'm not going to jump into the Kanye West stuff quite right now. I just don't know. I don't know. Like, I I want to have some kind of integral take, some kind of uh, hot take, some kind of opinion on the matter. But at the, ultimately, I don't. And I'm not sure why that is. I don't know. I like Kanye West. I like his music, obviously. I, uh... I don't necessarily mind what he says. I just find, you know, I'm to a point now where I'm kind of going to have to have to say something about it before it goes cold. And what we're going to get to later on with uh, Kanye West or yay, for fuck's sake, don't get mad at me. It's going to kind of kind of fill you in on why. Why I even want to get into Kanye in the first place, but that's neither here nor there. I have a really funny video that I want to start off with today. It's funny depending on, we'll see. Um, it's from the YouTube channel, Officer Tatum, who I really like, by the way. Funny, funny guy. Black dude, conservative. And this was... Uh, 
this was a what was it on? Well, you all know Whitney Houston, right? I guess this, yeah, this was on a Brazilian television show, kind of like uh, one of the singing shows, like like we have here, that women, that white women in their mid mid thirties like to watch. And um, apparently, this person is deaf, mute, and transgender. I'm not a hundred percent sure why transgender really matters when you're singing, but you know, they got to throw it in there. So, uh, (laughs) I'm going to play it. And this is the Whitney Houston song. I will always love you. You know that song. And it plays a little snippet of Whitney's version. Well, not Whitney's version, but her song. And then it plays the deaf mute transgender person singing it. So let's play that for a second. Give me a minute. It's really funny. Um, you're kind of a piece of shit if you laugh at it, but at the end of the day, like these are the types of things that you're going to... I'm excited. I'm just going to play it. We'll talk about it. <laughs> what? What? what is going on? So that's uh, the real song. Not bad. Wait for it. (laughs) This is... (laughs) That was your uh, deaf, mute, transgender woman singing her version. I want to hear that one more time. Wait for it. The switch. (laughs) And I'm curious. I'm curious as to like the reaction of the audience. Like, you know what I mean? Because I feel like that if that happened here in America, like if that was on like American Idol or America's Got Talent, or any of these other dumb fuck shows that you watch on Tuesdays, you know, Tuesdays and Wednesdays. It's like, I feel like today we would give a standing ovation, right? Which is kind of embarrassing. Like some countries don't play that shit. Like some countries are not, they're not about that. Um, And that kind of, Kind of going to segue, segue me into what I want to talk about next, but I just start off with a light note. I mean, I feel like every time I start a show, we just dive right into like either me ranting about something or me immediately bitching about something or going into some deep, you know, dark globalist new world order shit. And it becomes a little taxing. So it's nice, it's well, it's funny to see something like that to get the show started. But I'm going to be honest, not that I have some kind of uh, hot take on this, it's not really that serious, but I do want to point out that this is what, like that's what happens when you embrace diversity to the point of just ludocracy, 
Like, is it okay? Well, I don't, again, if I say that, somebody's going to be like, oh, so you say it's okay. Or do you like the guy deciding what's okay? No, no, no. I'm like, I don't mind if you like embrace some kind, you know, diversity is not bad. Don't get me wrong. I just think once you push it so far, it's like now we're watching on TV. These poor Brazilians are watching on TV. They're fucking quote unquote talent. Some deaf. And you know what? Fuck the transgender thing, right? Transgender thing doesn't, again, it really doesn't have anything to do with it. And by the way, it kind of does. If you're transgender, like, are we watching a woman, a man? Kind of doesn't matter once you throw in the deaf thing and mute. What the fuck is mute? Is mute where like you don't talk ever or you can't? I'm not really sure what mute is. Doesn't really matter. Point is, there's no talent to the notes that that person's hitting. If you ask me, like it's not. I don't know who's watching that, who sees that kind of thing and goes, "Oh my god!" Like this. That's that's what we need. That is what we need in this country. You know, it's pretty insane. But again, that's that's what happens when you when society just goes so 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 progressive which again kind of leads me to what I do want to talk about and by the way because I see the World Cup on here at least Brazil's got something to look forward to other than a deaf mute trans singer because their national team is badass which is kind of what this is about here what I want to get into um, this is from uh, Paul Joseph Watson he is a I don't know. He's a journalist, self-made journalist based out of uh, Britain. Does a little work for like InfoWars and some other uh, independent sites. This is a video he played or that or that he made. I'm going to play for you. Kind of breaking down. I'm not going to play the whole thing. Kind of breaking it down because this is a Qatari man on Twitter received over 600,000 likes for asking why other countries with different cultures should embrace and promote LGBTQ or LGBT. I think they left off the Q. And it is an interesting question, I think, to, to go, okay, you guys have pushed so hard in that direction. You guys have pushed, pushed, pushed on accepting and embracing other like other cultures, excuse me, instead of stroke but why is it that a country that doesn't, that has a culture that doesn't embrace that kind of stuff, wouldn't that be considered their culture? Or am I crazy? Because I would think that that would be like their culture, right? Nailed down. But you can't, you don't look at it that way because they should be embracing what all of us want to do. And that's kind of what Paul Joseph Watson dives into. So I'm going to play a little snippet. This video is called Woke Imperialism. 
Western football fans attending the World Cup in Qatar are being forced to remove rainbow-coloured hats before entering stadiums. Grant Wall complained on Twitter about being forced by stadium security to remove an LGBT t-shirt. Here's that attention you ordered. But in a tweet that has received over 600,000 likes, a prominent Qatari responded, As a Qatari, I'm proud of what happened. I don't know when will the Westerners realise their values aren't universal. There are other cultures with different values that should be equally respected. Let's not forget that the West is not the spokesperson for humanity. Yeah, this is definitely not a banal spat about t-shirts, hats and flags, is it? You're actually seeing once again the clash and incompatibility of two different religions. Islam and LGBT. And yes, LGBT is now a religion. It's advanced so far from just being a lifestyle choice. Our cities are routinely festooned with rainbow flags, like something akin to the celebration of a monarch or the advent of a religious festival. Heretics who question the religion of the alphabet people are publicly shamed and cancelled. <laughs> people who try to protect children from being exposed to some of the aspects of the indoctrination of this religion are vilified. It's a religion and it's- Pauses for a second. I, I really love the alphabet people thing. And I'm 90% sure Dave Chappelle started that. And kudos to Dave. Because that's amazing. And it is kind of become a religion. I think we can all agree on that. But all of these, like, ideologies, these woke ideologies, become a fucking religion at some point. COVID. COVID became... And COVID's not... No, it's not like a woke ideology. But it definitely, like, morphed into something like that. Like the way people responded, the way people acted, it definitely became some form of like a religious culty type of thing. I mean, look at the masks. Masks definitely is culty. Sorry, my watch is going to keep beeping and I threw it across the fucking room. I don't even wear that watch. It's just sitting there in a pile of shit. Anyways. So yeah, I, I definitely think that and the point, too, about Western culture or Western civilization not being like the um, decider of everybody's society, like it 100% is not. I mean, we kind of think that because we're the West. I mean, that we run the fucking world. We're United States. We were this, we're that. But really, at the end of the day, how much control do we have over the world? Probably a lot more than we should. But I think we can all agree that if you really respect culture for what it is, then shouldn't you respect all cultures and leave it the fuck be instead of meddling and trying to tweak it and turn it into something you like? I mean, this is the World Cup we're talking about. This is the biggest global sporting event ever. One of the biggest world events ever. And we're so narcissistic to think that we can just bring that woke LGB bullshit. And it has, this has nothing to do with whether or not I like gay people or I respect gay people. It really ain't got shit to do with that. But we, we're so, again, narcissistic that we think that we can just go over there and, and, and shovel all of our fucking bullshit and it should just be embraced by the rest of the world but nobody else's culture should 
It's church, is our streets, our daily environment, our schools, our media, our culture. The iconography of this belief system is thrust in our faces everywhere we turn. So when they attempt to export that religion to a country like Qatar, which is having none of it, they're suddenly apoplectic and baffled that the Qataris don't just immediately cave in. Now, of course, gay people shouldn't be thrown in prison like they are in Qatar. The choices made between consenting adults in their own private lives should be tolerated. But tolerance is very different from promotion. But Qatar is abusing their human rights. It's not your human right to demand that every venue, every event, every country supports and amplifies your values. Qatar. Ah, see, I like that. Not that last part, but what he said about acceptance is not the same as promotion. And that right there is my problem. Dude, what's your problem? You don't like gay people? You don't like this, you don't like that. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is not accepting. I accept all that shit. I th I think it's weird. Do I have opinions on it? Sure. Am I not entitled to have opinion, uh, you know, opinions on the matter? My opinion is not the one all be all. It really shouldn't matter. But to promote and that right there is going to take us to a later topic I want to get to um on the topic of our children. Not my children. I don't fucking have any children. Thank Christ. Because if I had kids in this world, I mean, this is a weird time to have kids. I just want to point that out. I mean, if you have kids, you're having kids right now and you're trying to raise them at crucial developing points, good luck. Because I, I don't, uh, it's a scary fucking time. So let's play a little bit more of this video here refuses to allow the World Cup, which is being hosted in their country, to be used as a vehicle to promote LGBT. And why should they? You can accuse them of corruption, mistreating migrant workers, all manner of things. But you can't expect them to just embrace and accept woke imperialism when they see it as a threat to their culture and their religion. Should foreigners visiting Qatar be expected to respect the culture, customs and religion of Qatar? Yes. Do individuals from Qatar and the Middle East in general visiting European countries respect our culture? I mean, some of them do, but let's be honest, significant numbers of them don't. That's just a fact. Look at the massive problems with integration, criminality and grooming gangs in Western countries. But this utopian ideal of all cultures just meshing and mixing without problems is beyond naive. True diversity is respecting the customs, cultures and religion of individual sovereign countries. Not forcibly throwing them all together in some gigantic chaotic melting pot and expecting everything to go smoothly. The last three decades of rapidly accelerated multiculturalism has proven that definitively to be a fool's errand. Lord Watson? That has a nice ring to it, doesn't it? Well, now it's a reality. Yes, it's now official. I am now a lord. I own land in Scotland, and you could too. Oh, lordy lordy. So yeah, I, uh, the woke nonsense is kind of what I want to get on here. Because it's quite entertaining to a to a degree. But after a while, you have to sit back and go, when does this shit end? You know, it, it goes so far. It goes to like a dangerous length, right? And I don't mean ev with everything, but it seems like every avenue 
of something that goes a little woke, it always ends up going to the point of, of, because it it always starts out like, oh, okay, a little inclusion. Okay, acceptance. Okay, a little bit of promotion. Pushing it in our face, whatever. Um, So now, woke military or grooming kids. I hate when you say that. I hate when you use the word grooming. I think Twitter actually bans people for saying groom. So this headline is uh, Republican slam, quote, woke media, or sorry, military leadership. And of course, you got our picture of uh, like a military parade with a little Humvee with soldiers around it, which should should make you go, you know, fucking hoorah, right? Give you that lone survivor attitude. But of course, they got gay flags all over it. So it says the U.S. military and political leadership is weakening the country's combat capabilities, quote, through a sustained assault that is fueled by woke virtue signaling, end quote. That's a quote from uh, Florida Senator Marco Rubio, who I don't particularly care for, but definitely agree with. (sighs) It says, and this is another Rubio quote, it says, rather than making the case for American greatness... And protecting our nation, the military is parroting woke nonsense. It's dumb, it doesn't work, and it's dangerous. We need to spend more time thinking about how to counter Chinese aircraft carriers and less time thinking about pronouns. And I do agree with that quote. You know, and I haven't haven't exactly gotten um, to the point yet where I'm where I want to do a deep dive into, and I'm, I'm gonna seem like I'm going off the rails here, but. They talk about uh, Chinese aircraft carriers. Well, to me, that falls under not just aircraft carriers, but any kind of foreign intelligence or foreign technologies that we're not aware of. And honestly, I plan to do a deep dive podcast on the quote unquote UFO sightings from our military, you know, these flying tic tac things. Which are super interesting to me, and I do like the topic. There, excuse me, the topic of you know alien life form, alien existence, and I've done previous podcasts, you know, kind of touching on it, using that to kind of segue into uh, the whole adrenochrome topic. Wicked shit, by the way. If you haven't gone back, if you're just now finding this podcast, you need to go back and find where I talk about adrenochrome. If you don't already know what that is, most of the internet knows what it is now. But with that being said, to me, that is kind of, you know, a lot of people have theories about these Tic Tac alien things being like, not aliens, but like foreign government technology that we don't know exists. You know, maybe focus on that kind of shit instead of pronouns, like Rubio said. Let's see, it says the 17 page document fires a broadside at President Joe Biden administrations for. That's worded weird for allegedly, quote, pushing critical race theory, sex reassignment procedures and identity politics, which we all know they're very famous for doing. The report notes that gender reassignment procedures have, quote, nine. Oh, sorry. I don't know what I'm doing. Months long recovery periods while people with orthodontic braces can't even enlist until they are removed. 
The lawmakers also slammed Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin over a one-day stand-down order issued in February 2021 that was purportedly needed to, quote, discuss extremism in the ranks with their personnel. By the way, extremism being anything that, anytime you hear the word extremism within government ranks or, I mean, shit, not even that high up, it really just means differing opinion these days. I mean, I've, I, I've gotten YouTube strikes for fucking extremism just because I don't believe in the vaccine or I don't believe January 6th was a, you know, corroborated insurrection. So it's just whatever other people believe. The order was loved by Washington's foreign adv- adversaries like China and Russia. Uh, let's see. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, here we go. Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, General Mark Milley, my favorite, my favorite fat-necked asshole. Who, uh, who also criticized over his alleged efforts to spread critical race theory and testimony to Congress on, quote, white rage. I may or may not have played that clip on the podcast of Mark Milley testifying to Congress, not testifying, but speaking to Congress about white rage. The rage of the white man. That's the new, well, fuck, not new, but that's like the, the new scare Right, white men have so much rage just built up. It's all angled at, at fucking minorities and black people. And it's, and I'm a white man. It's just not. That's not even close to the truth. I mean, trust me, we have rage. But is it not kind of racist to just call it white rage as if every white man is pent up with rage? Rubio and Roy claimed in their report that racial extremism is a, quote, virtue non-issue in the military. They also accused the U.S. military of lack of accountability, pointing to the, quote, disastrous withdrawal from Afghanistan in in August last year, which we all know was a fucking disaster. Biden loved to bring it up, like, two ways. Oh, it was Trump's idea. You know, it was his plan. And, oh, it was successful. Well, we still have people over there. So it was not successful. We left all our shit over there. That Trump spent trillions of dollars upgrading. Because the previous administrations just let it all collect dust and go to shit. The report noted that, quote, no one faced consequences. And the only service member who was uh, reprimanded was a lieutenant uh, colonel who criticized the way the withdrawal was executed. Stu Scheller, a Marine officer, was reprimanded and ordered to forfeit $5,000 to pay over his videos about the chaotic withdrawal. Can you believe that shit? A Marine officer. See, and that's what the problem is with the woke bullshit when I said it goes too far. Is that, don't you think our enemies, I know I kind of, drag that out a bit, but don't you think our enemies see this shit? Don't you think they see where our like military focus is at? It's focused at white rage and extremism, racism, gender equality. 
it's like with the, the growth of technology, we've kind of like gotten too comfortable in this, in this bubble, this safe bubble we're in here in America. And we kind of forget what the rest of the world is like. We kind of forget the darkness that a lot of pockets of this world hold. And those pockets are getting bigger. It's just kind of, it's kind of infuriating to me when it hits the military. The more woke bullshit, we can continue talking about this. This is more related to the student side of things here at home. And this is from uh, somebody called Reagan Dollinger. Dollinger, Dollinger. And it's a campus reform. And the headline is, students are required to complete privilege checklist and mandatory first year course. Now, I think you know where this is going. Kind of along the same lines of, I don't know if you heard the story or not, of that... uh, I believe it was an elementary school. I don't remember where. I should have uh, grabbed that story. This was a month ago now. And it was an elementary school that the teacher would make the students line up, separate by race. All the white kids would stand over here. All the black kids stand over there. And she would make the black kids stand on chairs and yell at the white kids for being white. And the white kids would have to acknowledge their privilege at the elementary school level. Now back to the word grooming, mostly used for sexual purposes, of course, but I mean, is, it, is that not grooming a... I mean, this is grooming a severely hateful society. It seems harmless now, but all these kids that are going through this kind of stuff, having to acknowledge their privilege, being pieces of shit just by being born a certain skin tone. What happens when they get older? What happens when they get older? And that to me, and I haven't brought up any kind of globalism or anything, New World Order shit, but you got to admit that strategically, by doing this, you're going to have a couple generations of really hateful white kids and super entitled black kids. Now, what's that going to mean? Well, that's going to mean a couple things, but ultimately you're, you're raising the opposite of the way things were during slavery, in a sense, right? Because you're going to have a bunch of black people going, oh, we're inherently we're the shit and you guys are nothing and you're going to have a whole group a whole couple generations of white people who have to take that and it has to be intended as a as a we're going to take back over kind of thing and they're going to restart this whole racism process from the beginning because they don't want you to solve it nobody in the elite world truly ever wants us to solve problems of of race they'll never be completely solved but the closer we get different races the more powerful we're going to become as a people as a larger group and we are a way larger group than these elitists we just don't have the fucking power and the money 
So let's dive into this story a little bit. It says, in a mandatory course for freshmen at the University of Delaware titled UNIV 101, first year experience, students have been asked to assess their levels of privilege by completing a, quote, privilege checklist. Originally composed by the Boise State Writing Center, the privilege checklist states that the points presented encourage, quote, consultants to get started thinking about their privileges. The privilege checklist consists of a series of statements students ask themselves whether they agree with or not. Subsections include, quote, white race, ethnicity, and culture privilege, cisgender privilege, sexuality privilege. What the fuck is cisgender? Anyways, what is that? I'm going to Google that. Because I've heard that word talked about a lot. Here we go. Cisgender. It's an adjective. It says denoting or relating to a person whose sense of personality, or sorry, sense of personal identity and gender corresponds with their birth sex. You're kidding me. I'm cisgender. I'm a cisgender man. This is news to me. I'm, ladies and gentlemen, breaking news. I'm cisgender. Their birth sex. A, a person who corresponds with the gender of their birth sex. So if I was born a man and I claim to be a man, I am cisgender. This is insane. Fucking insane. So yeah, cisgender. Uh, let's see what else. Sexuality privilege. That makes more sense than cisgender. And male masculine privilege. So male privilege. This is also this is all such a headache to, to try to keep up with, right? This and all the genders. I mean, you gotta be racking your fucking brain trying to keep up with it. Let's see. Statements used to assess students' relative levels of privilege include quote, I know that the police and other state authorities are there to protect me. Another quote, I do not have to worry that my gender expression will make people around me uncomfortable and quote, I can assume that everybody I encounter will understand my gender identity and not think I'm confused or hellbound when I reveal it to them. So basically when a person, a man comes up to me and says, I'm cisgender. Well, actually I'd be normal. I should probably start doing that. I am now a cisgender man. No, but if somebody comes, some fucking lunatic comes up to me, some chick with purple hair. Oh yeah, I'm, I, I'm actually a Zay or a Zem with a silent G. It's gender 55. I'm sure you're aware of it. And I'm supposed to just go, and I'm, I'm asexual. I, I'm actually, I'm quadruple T-sexual. It may be a, one-sixteenth of the fucking students there know what the hell that is. But that's interesting. The first-year course is, quote, designed to help students adjust to college life and highlights the commitment at UD to being a community that recognizes and appreciates diversity and difference. There's that word again. This is according to the University of Delaware course catalog. It is a pass-fail grading system, of course, 
It's a little aggressive, isn't it? Oh, excuse me. When asked to comment, one of the course instructors stated that the privilege checklist is a, quote, tool used as part of class discussion on diversity, equity, and inclusion. And the workshop was designed by honor students in, what is this? P-A-C-C-T. Oh, you're going to love this. It is people of all colors and communities together. Isn't that nice? <sighs> Dandelions. She explained that after the death of George Floyd, students challenged the Honors College to do more to be inclusive and help students understand the importance of diversity and equity and having a discussion in their first year seminar courses is one way they're trying to do more. You know, it, it's, again, with the George Floyd thing, first of all, this is insane. This is fucking insane. But, but as for the George Floyd thing, and I believe this is something Kanye said, because I think he's getting sued by the family of George Floyd. Um, for stating his opinion, but other camera angles, I'm not going to reharp this whole thing. I did the George Floyd thing on my podcast a long time ago now, right after it first happened, but more stuff has come to light. I mean, the facts are the facts and there's the fentanyl overdose, the ME report showing absolutely no apparent way that he could have died from a knee on his neck but instead a heart attack from a drug causing a very serious problem in this country that isn't being addressed. And now he's a hero with a statue. And now he's shaping this guy. Piece of shit, by the way. It's not like it's not like George Floyd was a great dude. I mean, he made porn. That amateur stuff, too. It isn't even like the high-quality stuff. Just that amateur bullshit. And also had a hand in drug dealing, fentanyl of all things. This guy is shaping universities. I think another camera angle actually came out and showed, they refused to release it at first, but I I watched it and it it was like a zoomed in version of it. So I don't want to play it or anything like that, but it showed the, the knee on the neck, and as soon as he said he couldn't breathe, the, the knee immediately shifted off the neck. That doesn't matter now. So it's just really fascinating. And it's, so here's the thing about chin at the, at the college level. You're shaping our next society of workers, voters, contributors to think this way. And I don't mean by think inclusive, but just to think this radically, because that's what it is, a radical way of thinking. It's even more radical to force everyone else around you to think this way. And it's really kind of insane. So again, we're still on the road of woke craziness. That's just what I'm going to call the podcast today. Just woke insanity. So here's one. We'll get closer to the kids, the stuff that's really going to piss you off. This headline is 
high-end fashion brand ads show young kids holding sex bondage teddy bears. And it says with child porn courts, sorry, child porn court papers in the background. Which I'm looking at this photo and I don't see, I don't see any of that. Do I? Do I need to look closer? I'm not seeing this. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I did find it. Hold on a second. This is gross. Okay. See, it's a Twitter post, so there was a picture of them zooming in on one of the pictures, and then down below you got multiple pictures. We'll read this a little bit. It says, a keen Twitter user going by, quote, shoe. Twitter user's name is shoe. That's it. So creative. So Shu posted screenshots of an advertising campaign for the luxury fashion brand Balenciaga, heard of, showing disturbing images of young children holding stuffed animals wearing bondage gear. And yes, I'm looking at this picture, and it's like a weird blue teddy bear thing, purplish blue, and sure enough, it's got like leather S&M gear on. Not like a whole shitload of it, but definitely, I mean, it it is what it is. Uh, Perhaps the most unusual part of the ad campaign was the paper document on the table, and one of the images talks about child pornography court case. In a Twitter thread posted Monday, Shu wrote, oh, so Shu's, oh, so Shu's the one that posted the shit and said it was weird. Okay, I get it. So shoe, so we like shoe. Shoe's good. Uncreative name, but uh, let's see. Shoe wrote, "quote The brand Balenciaga just did a quote interesting photo shoot for their new products recently, which included a very purposely poorly hidden court document about virtual child porn. Normal stuff." Shoe said. So yeah, we have four pictures here. It's gonna take me to Twitter, and I'm not allowed on Twitter. I don't think I'm gonna be able to see it. Am I gonna be allowed to see it? I'm gonna be allowed to see it. So we got four pictures. The first picture is the one I just described: the girl standing on a couch, holding this weird S&M bondage bear. And I feel so dirty being on Twitter. It's been so long. I'm like. I'm like a kid who's not supposed to be in here. Okay, so I'm going to pull up the second picture. What the fuck am I looking at? They're being so weird with kids, man. See, I can't zoom in on this picture. But there is... I wonder if it says... Here, let me go back to the story. Let's see. It doesn't say. Okay, so here we go. A closer look. Dude, this is a weird brand. Balenciaga. They're like. Here's another picture with another bear. Different ad. They really are sexualizing kids and like grooming kids. And and I can't believe they're so mad that you want to talk about that. Shouldn't that be the thing you talk about? And another one. Another bondage bear. Two of them, actually. Like, are they selling bondage gear? I'm really confused. 
I want a closer look at the uh, the paperwork, though. Yeah, it isn't showing it. That's a shame. But I mean, I can see I can see the court documents that they're talking about and from what I'm reading here. I wonder if it'll let me zoom in on that picture. Back to Twitter we go. I really shouldn't be here. I feel like I'm breaking in somewhere and I got to get the fuck out. It's probably a zoomed in photo of something, so I can't. Nope, here it is. Yeah, it's a piece of a, a piece of paper here. You can see some of it in see of the court let's see that it is occurring yep pornography yeah this is weird this is fucking weird dude i gotta get out of here feel dirty um the thread also pointed out the fashion brand left twitter less than a week ago that's interesting Let's see, in another move, the company deleted every single one of their Instagram posts. That's fascinating. That's creepy shit, and honestly, I don't even want to get into that type of shit today. But, I mean, it's just another another example of sexualizing and grooming children, right? That's kind of a problem. And these big brands are doing it. Nobody gives a shit. That's kind of what bothers me, that nobody cares. Now, get into this. Anthony Fauci apparently is retiring from the uh, government. Highest paid government official, as you probably know. Here we go. Is the video. So this is really actually kind of funny. Uh, Corrine Jean-Pierre, the uh, White House press secretary that replaced Jen Sucky Sucky, um, she brought him on to kind of let him give, I guess, give his farewell or whatever. Um, and and the, whew, the questions just started flying at, at Fauci about the origins of COVID. And she was she had to step in and be an asshole. Um, so that's actually a video and, uh, it was from the daily caller. It was, uh, Deanna or Deanna Glebova. What a name. Was one of the people kind of trying to get this answer out of him. So I'm going to play this clip. About this. Okay, Dr. Fauci, um, only, only 13% of... Hold on one second. We have a process here. I'm not calling out on people who yell. And you're being you're being you're being disrespectful to your colleagues and you're being Get disrespectful to our guests. I will not call on you if you yell. And also you're taking time off the clock because Dr. Fauci has to leave in a couple of minutes. I I'm done. I'm not going I'm not getting into a back and forth with you. Go ahead, Jeremy. Dr. Fauci, um, but, but she's only, she's only like three good questions. You ask your question, you should allow her to ask some questions. Jeremy, it is not your turn. It is not your turn. What a debacle. Across the room, she has a valid question. She's asked about the origin of COVID. I hear the question. Dr. Fauci is the best person. I, to I hear your question, but we're not doing this the way you want it. This is the disrespect. Of, it is. I'm done, Simon. I'm done. I'm Simon. I'm done. I'm done with you right now. 
I like Simon. Who is this fucking Simon guy? Let me find out if it tells you who Simon is. Simon Ataba. I don't know who that is. I'm done, Simon. I'm done. That woman's out of her mind, dude. I kind of miss Jen Psaki. Like, but I don't know. Pierre's way better at dodging questions than Saki was. Saki would just do the runaround. Like, she's good at just, she's getting, I mean, she's growing balls for sure. Like, that right there, she got balls. But again, and Fauci's just standing there with a smirk on his face. Like, I don't have to answer any of this shit. But why not? Why not let them ask that question? Because they don't want to give the answer. Because remember how all that started. Fauci giving his spiel about, you know, bat viruses and all this shit. We know it's lab made. I mean, at this point, come on. Fauci doesn't want to be there to answer that question. He doesn't want to be on that side of things. Again, I don't think this, uh, this is the whole, whole entire thing. But it's uh, apparently she freaked out. When uh, somebody confronted her about the Biden family corruption. says White House Press Secretary Corrine Jean-Pierre stammered like porky pig when confronted by a reporter about Joe Biden's involvement in Hunter Biden's corrupt business dealings detailed in his infamous laptop. Oh, the laptop that still is not mainstream news. But the news finally admitted it exists. That's what's important here. Let's stall it two, three years. Let the election corruption take its course. And then we'll admit that it exists. And the question was, can you address whether the president was involved in any of his son Hunter or his brother's foreign business dealings? She replied with, so look, I, you know, um, there's (laughs) a little bit of uh, interesting, uh, you know, kind of on brand uh, thinking here. (laughs) Check this out. Can you address whether the president was involved in any of his son, uh, Hunter, or his brother's uh, foreign business deals? So, look, I, you know, um, there's there's some a little bit of uh, interesting uh, oh you know, kind of on-brand uh, thinking here because, um, you know, congressional Republicans uh, ran uh, saying that they were going to fight inflation. Uh, they said they were going to make that a priority. They were very clear about that these past uh, several months. and. Instead, what they're doing is they're focusing, uh, you know, they're focusing, they're making mm. their type priority. They get the majority, and their Dude, type priority is actually not focusing on the American families, but focusing on the president's family. Oh, that's a fun runaround. I mean, dude, it, uh, you have to watch this video. It's probably on YouTube, but I mean, just stumbling. Doesn't know what, to, she doesn't know what to say. It's like written on her face. Nervous, like you, she could see the sweat starting to drip down her back. I mean, it it's insane. It's speaking of Biden. How much time we got here? Got about another eight nine minutes. Do this. Well, actually, let's go over to since we're talking about the crime issue with our current president. Where we go? I lost my place. Well, you can't have 80,000 tabs open. This is uh, the GOP announcing, investigating Joe Biden. Check this out. We are releasing a report today that details what we have uncovered. 
We are also sending letters to the Biden administration officials and Biden family associates renewing our request for voluntary production of documents relevant to this investigation. This is an investigation of Joe Biden, the President of the United States, and why he lied to the American people about his knowledge and participation in his family's international business schemes. National security interests require the committee conduct investigation, and we will pursue all avenues, avenues that have long been ignored. Committee Republicans have uncovered evidence of federal crimes committed by and to the benefit of members of the president's family. These include conspiracy or defrauding the United States, wire fraud, conspiracy to commit wire fraud, States. violation of the Foreign Agents Registration Act, violations of the Foreign Corrupt Practices Act, violations of the Trafficking Victims Protection Act, tax evasion, money laundering, and conspiracy to commit money laundering. The Biden family's business dealings implicate a wide range of criminality from human trafficking to potential violations of the Constitution. In the 118th Congress, this committee will evaluate the status of Joe Biden's relationship with his family's foreign partners and whether he is a president who is compromised or swayed by foreign dollars. I want to be clear. This is an investigation of Joe Biden, and that's where the committee will focus in this next Congress. I would just start with this question. What part of Mr. Comer's presentation was Russian disinformation? I mean, never forget what happened on October 19th, 2020, 15 days before the most important election we have in our country. Who's going to be the Is next president Jimmy of the United Jordan? States? 15 days before that, Mr. Brennan, Mr. Clapper, and 49 oh, yeah. other people signed a letter that said the following. It is for these reasons that we write to say that the arrival on the U.S. political scene of emails purportedly belonging to Vice President, Biden, uh, Bi Vice President Biden's son, Hunter, has all the classic earmarks of a Russian information operation. They further went on to say, we want to emphasize that we do not know if the emails provided to the New York Post are genuine or not, just that our experience makes us deeply suspicious that the Russian government played a significant role in this case. And of course, that letter became the pretext for suppressing this story Again, just days before the most important election we have in our country. So I would ask this. Was J.P. Morgan's suspicious activity report to the Treasury Department? Was that just a classic earmark of a Russian information operation? How about when Hunter Biden sent the email that Mr. Comer pointed to? Sent the email asking for keys to his new office space, one for himself, one for President Biden, one for his uncle Jim Biden, and one for the emissary for the chairman of the Chinese energy company, CFCC. Was that just Russian disinformation operation in place? What part of Mr. Comer's presentation prompted the FBI to go to Facebook and say, hey, 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 you want to be on the lookout for Russian misinformation here this election season? What part of his presentation would prompt that? And I think it's also important to understand, never forget how this story has changed. I mean, think about this. When it started off, it was, no, it's not his laptop. It's not his laptop. Then it was, well, it's his laptop, but remember, it's Russian disinformation, and no one did anything wrong. Exactly. Then it was, well, maybe, maybe he did something wrong, but cover President it up, Biden cover didn't it up, know about cover it. it up. And now it's, well, maybe President Biden knew about it and was involved, but it, it didn't influence his decisions. In fact, yesterday, there was a story in Politico which said that. The story in Politico yesterday investigating the investigators' dim strategies to launch counterpunch to House GOP. Story in Politico yesterday, here's what I said in there. Quote, no evidence has publicly emerged that Joe Biden's decisions were affected by his son's business dealings. 
wow, we, we, so we've went from it wasn't his laptop and it was Russian disinformation to, oh, whatever was in there didn't affect the president's <laughs> business dealings, even though he was involved, even though the laptop was real, even though it wasn't disinformation. We've, that's how far we've come. We also have voicemails. So I think, that, that, I think there are all kinds of questions that need to be answered, and we're, we're determined to get there. Here's some of them that I have. Did the FBI brief Twitter as well? We know they briefed Facebook. We know that had an impact on the election. There's been surveys done where, where thousands and thousands of voters across this country said it might have impacted their decision in the election in 2020. Did the FBI brief any of the 51 former intelligence officials who signed that letter? Again, that letter that became the pretext for suppressing this story. Who did the briefings? Who briefed Facebook? Here's a name that I think is interesting. Timothy Tebolt. So Mr. Tebolt, now remember, we just did a report two weeks ago, <clears throat> Judiciary Committee, a report that uh, talked about the political influence. I just want to say, that's why, and sorry, I let that run. Um, I just didn't really want to interrupt that, you know. But the fact is, like like he just said, started out with, oh, it's nothing. It's not even his. It's not credible. To, well, it's his, but, you know, I mean, you heard it. But it's all, again, it's all about the timing, right? It's all about the timing with the election. You got to line it up with the election and go, oh, okay. They made sure that this story was suppressed and that it was quote unquote bullshit made up Russian. You know, it's always Russian disinformation because Russia's the bad guy you could always point to. And like, it was very obvious, very, very obvious that they wanted to get past the election before this story even became credible. They pushed it even longer. Think about it. We just had another midterm. The story's still not headlines. Still not in the news. How is that not the biggest fucking story? Because imagine if the tables were turned and we're talking about Don Jr., Trump's son, smoking crack on video, alleged pictures of him with, and videos, with a 15-year-old girl topless. Can you even begin to fathom the fucking meltdown if that was Trump, Trump be in prison. Biden also lied about, you know, business dealings with China regarding his son. It's insane. <sighs> Speaking of Biden, says Biden signs a G20 declaration agreeing to force Americans to use vaccine passports for international travel. Now we're getting to the good stuff. Since Joe Biden signed a G20 Bali leaders declaration pledging for America to adopt vaccine passports to, quote, facilitate international travel. Jesus. Paragraph 23 of the declaration explains that facilitating seamless international travel in the future will require trusted global digital health networks that should capitalize and build on the success of the existing standard and digital COVID-19 certificates. The White House goes on to state that it supports the World Health Organization's mRNA vaccine technology transfer hub and other tracing programs and enhanced cooperation among developing countries. So remember what I said on the last episode about 
tracking and tracing your carbon usage. It's everything. They want everything. They want to track and trace every fucking little thing you do. This is a quote. We acknowledge the importance of shared technical standards and verification methods under the framework of the IHR to facilitate seamless international travel interoperability. That's a fucking word to say. Interoperability. I'm about retarded. And recognizing digital solutions and non-digital solutions, including proof of vaccinations. That's from the White House. Biden regime also called for the, quote, the establishment of trusted global digital health networks as a part of the efforts to strengthen prevention and response to future pandemics based on existing standards and digital COVID-19 certificates. I just want to stop and ask the obvious question, which is, didn't Biden go on 60 Minutes a couple weeks ago and say that the pandemic is over? Officially, am I fucking like the only person that saw that, that remembers that? It's, it's really bizarre that you can go on, on live TV and say that. And then meanwhile, we should be tracked and traced and have proof of vaccination. I mean, what's the fucking point? <sighs> this man really infuriates me. And if he wins another presidency, I'm done. I'm fucking done. We can talk about whether Trump should run all day. But ultimately, if he doesn't, like if Biden is in office another four years, I'm done. All right. In the G20's update action plan regarding the United Nations 2030 Agenda for Sustainable Development, which I've talked about, the global elite vowed to, quote, move towards, there's that word again, interoperability, I got it, of systems including mechanisms that validate proof of vaccination whilst respecting the sovereignty of national health policies and relevant national regulations such as personal data protection and data sharing. This comes after Indonesia Minister of Health Budai Sadikin 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 whatever at the adjacent B20 summit last week called for the creation of a quote digital certificate acknowledged by WHO to control control the population's movements. I mean, this is fucking out of control. I mean, are we really going this far? Is this really happening? I always talk about globalism, but I'm reading this to you. This is knowledge, just public knowledge. There's a quote from uh, Budai Sadiqan. If you have been vaccinated or tested properly, you can move around. So for the next pandemic, instead of stopping the movement of people 100% and stopping the, the economy globally, you can still provide some movement of the people. But only if you've had the jab, only if you've had the shot. There's a video. I wonder if this is a... Uh... Oh, quick. So let's have a digital health certificate Acknowledged by WHO, if you have been vaccinated or tested properly, then you can move around. So for the next pandemic, instead of stopping the movement of the people 100%, I'm going to talk about what he just said. Economy globally, you know, you can still 
provide some movement of the people. Indonesia has achieved, G20 country has agreed to have this digital certificate using WHO standard and we will submit into the next the uh, World Health Assembly in Geneva as the revision to international health regulation. So hopefully for the next pandemic, we can still see some movement of the people, some movement of the goods and movement of the economy. What I don't like about what he just said, other than the obvious, is they all say these things in the context of the next pandemic. That's what bothers me. And I know I'm a conspiracy guy, I'm a conspiracy theorist, you know, you're reading into it too. No, no, no. They all fucking say it. They all fucking say, quote, the next pandemic. Because they know it's coming. These aren't random. That's what you guys got to understand about this. And I'm not going to go into a COVID pandemic rant. We're about to uh, run out of time. But uh, ultimately, we know that these motherfuckers know that these are coming. They know about they know about the gain of function labs. You know, in the last episode, I talked about the Boston uh, Boston University finally admitting that they have you know created a Omicron strain with an eighty percent kill rate. I mean, they know it's coming, so they're trying to. Prepare us. It's quite interesting how they're just, you know, some people, you know, people like Alex Jones. I know I'm I'm a fan. A lot of you probably are. But, you know, I've watched him for years. And one thing he constantly was going on and on about was contact tracing, carbon tracing, tracking and tracing. And here we are. And I mean, they talk about the next pandemic. See, it's all, by the way, it's all conspiracy theory until they have the next year's global conference, you know, the G20 and all these other things and world economic forum. They'll sit there and they, they act like it's some new development. It's good for you. They, they work it in like it's something that's going to help you. Same thing with the carbon tracing that I played. I think I played that on the last episode too. They say it like it's a good idea. It's good for you. How cool is that, right? I guess we're going to send more money to Ukraine now. Yeah, it says U.S. to uh, disperse 4.5 billion direct budget support for Ukraine. I mean, that's insane, dude. Insane. I really wish that we would stop. I don't, again, I don't have time to get into any of this shit. I got so much I could get into. But the, the whole Ukraine situation, like, are we going to continuously shovel them money instead of, you know, helping our country? Our country's going to shit, and we're helping a sovereign nation against a war that technically they fucking started 10 years ago. Just giving them money, giving them money. How many billions have we given them total? Let's decompress. Let's just decompress before I get out of here. And let's talk about Kanye West. Yeah? It's a lot easier to digest than some of that big world government news. So apparently, 
Kanye West, I don't know where, I know we've heard this before, and I know I'm supposed to call him yay. I don't give a shit. He's Kanye West. He announced that he would join the race, the, 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 the race for U.S. president in 2024. Let's check this out. Oh, and before I play this video, I just want to point out how insane it is that in this video, he's walking around with fucking Milo Yiannopoulos, which is like, I don't care how you feel about Kanye, but those two being work like working together is insane. I don't know if you even know who Milo is, but if not, you need to look into him. But that's like a, that's like trying to put two magnets together and it just won't go. That's so much energy that they they could blow the universe up, dude. Let's check this out. There's a guy like a inter, kind of interview guy trying to follow Kanye around, so he takes him to his office. Welcome to the office. This is Milo right here. How you doing, Working Milo? on the campaign. Oh, right on. Is that an announcement? Working on the campaign. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it is. Thanks. I accept. <laughs> Kanye West seems like a fun dude. Right. Am I right? We got the, the that shit. We got we the got merch. Balenciaga right here. But it's the Yay 24 merch on it. You know what I mean? I feel like every time I listen to him talk, he gets wider and wider. Like he doesn't talk like hey old Kanye. What's your name? Giuliano. This is Giuliano right here. He was hey. filming me outside, so I said, "Just come inside. Just oh. take up over here." <laughs> How are you guys? Good. Yeah. Right here. So this is where we're. I guess that's where they make his merch. Thanks for having me here, Connor. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so you are running. Yes. That's awesome, Kanye. Simple. <laughs> Simple as that. Like, you know, Biden tell me, you know, yeah. you should say this, you should say that, you know. It's just we're moving towards the future. Like, so what we do here is I'll cut up, you know, a hundred hoodies from Yeezy, from Balenciaga, from the stuff we did at Gap, from the stuff we did at Adidas. And everything we do is going to cost $20. We need to make sure that is, everyone is it, uh... the same level of cuts, the same. I'm pause this for a second because I just caught something that I didn't caught the first time I watched this. Didn't caught, didn't catch the first time I watched this. He's talking about Balenciaga. Isn't that fucking weird? We were just talking about that. Is he grooming kids? Yay, are you fucking grooming kids? So I don't offend anybody. I don't defend anybody too soon. Play this shit. education, the curriculum, the engineering, we're beings with engineering opportunities. We're getting past the past. We're focused on the future. Right. Here. I'll walk you out. Oh, wait a second. We got some, we got some, of, the, got some of the drip coming in. All right. <laughs> New stuff, Kai? What'd you say? Those are new? Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. I know this is 
This is an oversized look. You wear oversized? Yeah. Here, take this. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Kanye. I'll make another one. Here, Appreciate please. you, brother. Yeah. <laughs> Kanye West dresses like a guy who works at Sam's. Thank you so Costco. much for having me, Kanye. Absolutely. It's Jay, bro. It's Jay. Yay. <laughs> you can call me Kanye. Everyone at this. Sorry again. Yeah, we're well, too used to it. It's going to take us a while to update, right? Yeah. But this is you the think? update. We are the update. That's all we need to do. As a species, we need to update together. Everything's been so divisive. Think about when they say diversity. People look at that like it's a good thing, but we're the United States of America. We're a universe. We're a university. We're a republic. Now, you gotta agree with him there, right? The only, like, legitimate... That's the only, like, legitimate argument for diversity I've ever heard in my life. The question is, would you guys vote for a Kanye West? Especially if he went as yay. Yay for president. President yay. I mean, that would be... Wouldn't that be insane? <laughs> if we had to listen to Kanye West debate Biden. It would never come to that, obviously, but... Just try to imagine. So yeah, that uh, wraps that up. I don't know, man. I think uh, there goes my fucking watch again, dude. I, I can't get away from the beeping of that thing. I'm going to smash it with a hammer. Oh, Kanye. Yay, whatever the fuck you want to be called, man. Um, Look, guys. Make sure you go and give a five-star review to the show on Apple Podcasts. It really goes a long way, and it helps the algorithm kind of pick up the show and get it out there, and that's that's what we want. Um, what else? What else? What else? Obviously, all the places you can get this podcast is going to be a Spotify, Apple, Apple Podcast, obviously. Uh, Stitcher, Google Play, Podbean, uh, Red Circle, anywhere you can get, anywhere big you can get a podcast. YouTube.com slash Apocalypse Media. That is where you can get the uh, shortened clips from the show. Uh, somewhat YouTube friendly. As you know, if you listen from the last podcast, I've gone through hell and back to keep my videos on YouTube. They take them down all the time. I repeal them, get them back up. A little give and take, but definitely check it out. Subscribe to it. Like the videos. Comment on the videos. It's really the only way you can... Uh... I haven't set up an email yet for the podcast, which I do plan to do uh, in the future, but just for kind of networking purposes. But as for now, that's the best way to communicate with me. Let me know topics that you guys want to talk about. I mentioned I was going to do a deep dive podcast into kind of the aliens, the Tic Tac video footage, all that stuff. And it'd be great if you guys actually had like things you wanted to talk about. I don't live stream, so I don't do any kind of chat or anything like that. Maybe in the future, but as of now, it's not something I'm interested in doing until enough of you guys like the show. It's growing. Uh, what else? I think that's it. That's it, right? Excellent. Excellent, excellent. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Um, bah, 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 bah. Be looking for a new one soon. Um, I'm full of shit to talk about. I can't get to everything within the hour anymore. 
Um, the world's insane. But hope you enjoyed. Um, again, go check out podcast everywhere you can. Like, subscribe on the YouTube channel. Hit that five-star review. And uh, yeah, I'll see you motherfuckers next time. Appreciate it.